When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey along with Chris Ballas and Anthony Broom coming to you on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, We are going to get into a few things here. We got to talk about Michigan recruiting. Absolutely on fire right now. Tons of momentum. A couple commits already this week. Potentially more on the way uh, in the coming days. And we will also get to some NIL developments as well. And then the Michigan hockey team in Allentown, Pennsylvania, will be taking on Colgate in the first round of the NCAA tournament on Friday night. So we are going to uh, touch on that a little bit at the end. Uh, we are brought to you today by Andy Ludke and My Perfect Franchise. Are you ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream? Are you looking for a side hustle while working your current job? Are you wanting to diversify, build wealth, and or leave a legacy? Well, Andy, can help. Andy is a franchise consultant as well as a franchise owner and helps people find franchises that fit their skill sets, financial requirements, time, and more. His services are 100% free and he's here to help you if you have any questions about business ownership. So you can hit up Andy Ludke at www.myperfectfranchise.net. You can hit him up on the phone, 404-973-9901. Email him, andy at myperfectfranchise.net. Book a time with him on his calendar at his website. As we said, myperfectfranchise.net. So thank you to Andy, uh, a great guy that we met with a few weeks ago, and uh, glad to have him on board here as a sponsor. Um, Let's get into the Michigan football 2024 recruiting class, really recruiting as a whole. Uh, As I said, really on a hot streak here. Uh, They came out of last weekend, and all the reports were, okay, it went super well, and it's really been like that for a few weeks. And everyone was saying, well, where are – the commitments, uh, and then the commitments start to come. Uh, they get Jordan Marshall, four-star, top 100 running back out of Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, and that was kind of the big one, a guy that Ohio State wanted, a guy that Ohio State was expected to host this coming weekend. He cancels that, shuts it down, and it's frankly something that that I'm not used to uh, and, and nobody is around Michigan the last several years. It's really hard to get in a, kid, a kid Ohio State wants, for one, but also to get an Ohio kid that Ohio State wants. Uh, fellas, they're uh, doing some work on the recruiting trail, and shout-out to Mike Hart for uh, for landing his first elite running back. You know, he's had some of those diamonds in the roughs, uh, but now at Michigan here, we're seeing – and who wouldn't want to play behind this offensive line and with this run game and the way they run? But now he reels an elite prospect in and just a, just a hell of a job. Who wouldn't want to play for Mike Hart uh, if yeah. you look at it? Uh, look at what he's done with Hassan Haskins. Look at who he was when he was here and getting the most out of his ability. Look at what he's done with Blake Corum and now Donovan Edwards. And uh, to me, it makes perfect sense, right? You're going to be with a program as a running back. We've been wondering, we, we, you know, where are the backs, man? Uh, now, one thing I will say about Mike Hart is that, you know, if you are any recruiter recruiting any position and you're getting feedback from some of these elite kids or their people saying that, hey, you know what? You're not going to be a player if you aren't pr- promising this much. 
or whatever, uh, then you don't waste your time, right? You move on to, to number two on the depth chart. And I think that's, or on your depth chart in terms of recruits. And I think that's kind of, you know, one of the things that, that Mike Hart was probably doing, uh, you know, at skill positions like that. I always go back to this story about a Southern running back who was a bidding war. And this was probably 10 years ago. And, you know, what $750,000 was what he commanded to go to the school he ended up at. So you can only imagine where it is now for guys like him, guys like quarterbacks. So it takes special kids to say, Hey, I want to go somewhere. I'll earn my money more than anything. I want to go to the right fit in the school that I really want to go to. So uh, you know what? I like this kid just for that alone. And the fact that he comes from Ohio and was an Ohio state, you know what, uh, I guess lean or, or priority, whatever you want to call it really makes it even better. Yeah. It's a, it's a great get for them. And it always comes with the caveat that there is obviously a long way to go until signing day, but on the surface, I mean, you want to get, you want to be able to land that elite top hundred type of talent. Um, that has eluded Michigan at the position for the last couple of years. And, you know, if you want to place blame on Mike Hart, if you want to place blame on NIL, whatever it is, uh, I think the truth of the matter is that it's probably a bit of column A, bit of column B, bit of column C in a lot of those types of conversations. And also you've been pretty well off on the depth chart over the last few years. I mean, even going back to you had a room in 2020, I know it wasn't a great season, but Blake Quorum was in it. Zach Charbonnet was in it. Hassan Haskins was in it. Uh, you go to 2021, Donovan Edwards enters the phrase. So, uh, you know, sometimes the stars just align where the evaluations match up with what, you know, the recruiting services say too. So part of that is, you know, it, it's all a factor in that. But Chris, you're right. I mean, you look at what Michigan's done with the run game over the last few years. Why, if you're an offensive lineman or running back, why wouldn't you want to come to this university right now? Back-to-back Joe Moore Awards. Uh, back-to-back seasons where you had this two-headed monster at running back. That's the thing, too, is that, you know, when you look at um, especially, you know, guys like the recruitment of uh, they're still in on this Taylor Tatum as well, like the way they run the ball, there's plenty there's plenty to go around. So uh, for me, it's uh, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, you turn the tide in that Ohio State rivalry. The, the win in 2021 was great, but when you do it down there in 2022 – that's a shift. That's a shift in the rivalry. So um, we've seen Michigan kind of pick up its efforts in Ohio since then. And I don't think it, it's obviously not a coincidence at all. Um, I think anyone who follows the sport can see two programs heading in. Uh, I can't say Ohio State's heading in an opposite direction, but they're not uh, they're not the bully in the conference anymore. That's Michigan. Now, honestly, real quick, I want to follow up on a couple of things. It's a seismic shift, A.B. and Clay, if you win three in a row. And now you've got a great opportunity to do that. Then you're talking about, okay, everything that you thought about the Big Ten just five years ago has been flipped on its head. So, And we're already getting pretty close to that. Number two, those top 100 guys, you need those top 100 guys. You can't – we can sit there and talk about, well, you know, they've got a top 25 class, you know, but if you don't have any difference makers, and they've got had some difference makers, you need the guys like the Will Johnsons and the Blake Corums to beat Ohio. Ohio State to JJ McCarthy's. So um, you can't have a whole roster of overachievers. Uh, you need a lot of them and you can win a lot, but it's the difference makers that make the differences in the big games. You go back to Chris Perry against Ohio State, Braylon Edwards, guys like that. So, um, and the fact that they're getting there now, this is exactly what we expected of a team coming off back to back Big Ten championships. And look at their biggest wins last year. It was JJ McCarthy, Donovan Edwards, Blake Corum earlier in the season. Like those are all 
those types of recruits supplemented by the diamonds in the rough, like a, like a Colston Loveland or, you know, Luke Schoonmaker, you know, not necessarily a, a top 100 guy, that sort of thing. Uh, and then you supplement those with transfers that you bring in, like Olu Oluwatimi and the seven guys they brought in this season. Um, then you're looking at, you know, kind of the complete package there as a team. But it's not just Jordan Marshall, guys, that has hopped on board for Michigan. Uh, also a guy, Brandon Hillman, who was signed with Notre Dame in the 2023 class. So, right, signing days passed. He asked out of his national uh, letter of intent. Uh, apparently an academic issue there with Notre Dame. He said, I could have been accepted by any other school in the country outside of Notre Dame. So I don't know exactly what went on there, but four-star safety, number 137 overall player in the country, no, number, five, uh, number five athlete, and number four player in Virginia. He, too, was set to visit Ohio State either this weekend or in the coming weekends. And he had told EJ Holland, our recruiting reporter, who does a fantastic job, by the way, uh, is the best in the market, best in the business. Uh, he said, hey, this time around, this time I'm, I'm in the recruiting process, I want to take a look around, see a couple schools. He only saw Michigan. Michigan offered 90 minutes after he got out of his NLI, and he sees Michigan, and he had seen enough. He decides to shut it down. Uh, and then Ben Roebuck did not have an Ohio State offer, but he's an offensive lineman, three-star, out of Lakewood, St. Edward in Ohio. Um, he like I said, didn't have an offer from the Buckeyes, but Sharon Moore able to land him out of Ohio. And I was seeing some some Twitter chatter from the Ohio State crowd. And basically, a sentiment that I picked up on was, yeah, we didn't offer him. So, you know, some fans are going to be protective and be like, we didn't want him anyway. But two, people are like, why didn't we? Uh, you know, we need to start prioritizing because they're coming in. And, you know, not only did they plant that flag at midfield last year after Michigan won, by 22 points should have been 29. I think we mentioned that about every uh, every show. And we, and uh, we will. Now they're, they're planting that. Yeah, we will continue to. And But now they're planting that flag in, in recruiting. Um, and we saw it last cycle. So Michigan had four signees in that kind of, you know, disappointing class, right, of 2023 in, uh, from Ohio. They only had one in the previous three, and that was Rod Moore. We've seen how that has worked out. Um, but do you feel like this is – guys, a realistic possibility that Michigan can continue to pluck kids out of Ohio. Because there's, uh, Chris, you posted a graphic and, and we had some stories up over on On3, I believe it was from the national team, about some other elite guys, including uh, including one that said, yeah, all these guys are texting me saying to, uh, to come on board. And they seem to really be enjoying their time visiting Michigan. Yeah, it, amazing what winning will do, right, to change yeah. the narrative. And that's basically what it boils down to. There were guys that wanted to come, but um, they had a defensive end. Uh, it was several years ago, and I think it was still there a couple years ago. I can't even remember who it was, but was looking for any reason to come to Michigan. And then they go out and they get beat. 63 to 21 or 29. Was it Zach, Zach Harrison? It might have been. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And you know what? So uh, you still have to win. Yeah. You can't go out there and get blown out and expect for kids to say, okay, well, I'm going to come anyway. So, but they changed that and they changed the narrative. So, uh, you guys want to play with winners and other winners with other great players. And now we're starting to see the effect of that. And now as Michigan hopefully continues to up its NIL game, and I think you'll see more and more of that. Still not where it needs to be, and they still don't have the support they need. Don't get me started. But you're going to see 
more kids, you know, Hey, uh, you know, this is, the, this is the Michigan that I expected. And this is the Michigan that, you know, what, that everybody used to tell me about and, or told me how good they used to be. So it's one thing to be a runner up in the big 10 East, you know, or a co-champion, even after you get blown out, it's another thing to win back-to-back big tens and guys, if they were to win a third straight big 10 championship, this would be the first time in Michigan history that they won three in a row, three uh, undisputed Big oh, Ten really? titles in a row, which is uh, crazy to think about, but it's a very real possibility. Yeah, and they're not paper titles either, like they were Mm-mm. back in the day. Um, nope. You know, you go to Indianapolis and you win it. I mean, there's. Yep. Uh, I know the Ohio State game is essentially the de facto Big Ten championship game, but there's always you know lesser coached programs would be in maybe a hangover spot that next week. So. Um, I guess shout out to Michigan for that. I've always said, you know, it was only going to take, it was really only going to take one win to send Ohio state into this poopy pants, crybaby stuff that we've seen over the last couple of years. But now that Michigan has won the two in a row. Um, yeah. It's, I think part of it too, is when you look at the recruiting starting to pick up is when Michigan wins. And when you, we go back and we watch these highlights from throughout the game the as, uh, the ring goes off live on the air. Love that. Lost my train of thought. I'll get it back here. Um, when you look at how Michigan has won these games throughout the year, um, you see guys that are having fun playing football. I think Ohio State, even when they win, they're just, you could, you know, what was the, the line from Ferris Bueller, Chris? If you stunk a, a lump of coal up their ass in two days, you'd have a diamond. That's how, <laughs> that's how that program plays and that's how it performs now. So I think uh, for Michigan, um, yeah, three in a row. I, I, you know, I just want to go back to Ben Roebuck for a second. The fact that I've watched Ohio State get the absolute piss beat out of it in the trenches the last two years, and you you're not interested in a kid that's six seven, three twenty, or whatever he is. Uh, I don't care what the recruiting rankings say. You bring a kid with that type of frame into your program, and you get him working with Ben Herbert, Abigail O'Connor. Uh, that's a lot to be excited about too. So, yeah, that's. Um, Michigan kind of owns that school right now. It's crazy to say, but that's that's where we're at in the here and now. And this year could be the stranglehold. Right now, you're kind of just stuffing them in a locker. This year could be, I mean, where you really, you know, maybe kick off the type of run that Ohio State's had against you for two, dec- uh, two decades. I think that Roebuck's even bigger than 320, isn't he, Clay? I think he's closer to 340 or 350. Let me pull up his profile here. Yeah, he might be. And, and guess yeah. what, guys? If he's good enough for Sharon Moore, he's good enough for me. Amen. Uh, six seven three forty. So yeah, yeah, if you're Ohio State, it's like I, I would I would maybe uh, take a couple of cues from Sharon Moore. We got to give Steve Klinkscale credit too for the efforts. Of Love really Steve trying to reopen up that pipeline in Ohio because he has so many ties down Youngstown area, the state as a whole. And he's you know I think people at first were like, oh, this is kind of a lost cause, but he's been you know very much persistent there. And now you're seeing some breakthroughs, and then. Obviously, again, I mean, shout out to Mike Hart for what he did with Jordan Marshall. But and I was watching Jordan Marshall film his highlights earlier, too. I like the way he runs physical. There were a couple plays on his highlight tape where he is running guys over and then he's got the whole pile and he's dragging it. And then his old linemen come up and start start pushing it. And I was like, man, that that looks pretty similar to what Michigan does at times. But he's Finally. he's slippery, but he'll also run through guys, too. And he's got a sick jump cut. So. Excited to watch Jordan Marshall at Michigan. If he signs, you know, assuming that, you know, everything goes according to plan there, as Anthony kind of pointed out, it's never really over until it's over. And then even in the case of like a Brandon Hillman, you could sign your NLI and nobody will, like everyone's letting guys out of that now. But, you know, 
uh, we will, uh, you know, assume that if you sign a, a national letter of intent, you're going to come. But yeah, I mean, Ohio State, I'm looking at their class right now as well. Uh, they only have four commits right now, Michigan up to nine, and four of them are from Ohio, Ohio State, two of their four from Ohio, one from Florida, and one from Indiana. They do have the number two overall player in the country, but there is some panic. If you read their message boards and you look at Twitter and, and what, what's going on with Ohio State fans, there's some panic there. Um, and, and man, things could be a little bit different if they make a kick against Georgia, uh, against Georgia. But uh, right now they're in the situation that they are in. And I will remind people as well, some of Michigan's best players and coaches have come from that state. So, uh, you know, these could be important additions for Michigan down the road. Um, also, would be important is landing a quarterback to help your class out. Um, and did somebody else? What were you going to say, AB? Yeah. No, I was just, I was going to make another, while, while we're, you know, continuing to stuff OSU in a locker, as I said, (laughs) um, (laughs) I think that, uh, you know, you even look at Ohio state's class, their crown jewel right now is a wide receiver and, you know, they build a fantasy football team and Michigan's building a complete football team. And, um, the other point I would make too, is that it, it was a weird, roundabout way that it happened with Matt Weiss leaving the program and, and parting ways with um, with George Hilo. But this is the best recruiting staff that maybe Jim Harbaugh's had around him too. And I don't think there's any coincidence that we've seen efforts pick up in recent weeks or really months. Um, the winning helps too, but I think that they've got guys that uh, really just are elbow deep in this stuff and, and are really doing a great job. Yeah, OSU's got that Rich Rod thing going. They're going to bulk some of these receivers up to play, you know, offensive tackle or something. <laughs> so who knows what they're going to do. But it's fun to watch, and it's fun to point the finger at somebody else and say, ha, you know. So yeah. uh, because, you know what, uh, Michigan took their lumps, guys, uh, in, this, in this, I mean, for the majority of your lifetimes, really, that you cared, Ohio State owned Michigan. You know, I would came a little bit before you guys. So I remember the John Cooper era, Just a little uh, bit. which which was beautiful. The John Cooper era. I have a full size poster of John Cooper on my my wall in my bedroom, you know, thanking him for the good old days. But uh, not really. But um, yeah, I still have a Farrah Fawcett poster up in my room. But anyway, it's all it's all good now. And it feels good. And this is the way it should be. This is the way it's supposed to be when you win back to back Big Ten championships. And this is the way it was supposed to be when Jim Harbaugh was hired. Love to see it. Hope they keep it going. Yeah, before we move on to a, a couple more specifics with NIL, because obviously that plays a factor here. I mean, it's it's kind of the you know the thing that everybody's talking about in college sports. It has a lot to do with recruiting, whether we like it or not. Um, we saw it two or three cycles ago now with JJ McCarthy and how he led that class and how he kept that class together throughout the the tumultuous uh, you know twenty twenty season when they're losing and, you know, guys couldn't visit and things like that, they end up landing a class that I think has really set a nice foundation here, especially at the quarterback spot when you have a guy like that and, and Donovan Edwards and, and Junior Colson, uh, Rod Moore, the rest of those guys. But, um, you know, it seems like Michigan could be on the verge of landing four-star quarterback Jaden Davis out of Charlotte uh, was on campus last weekend. And I think that would go a long way too, because here's the thing that I, I've talked about this a couple times, but, NILs to blame for last year's, you know, top 20 class, but not quite good enough class, especially coming off a Big Ten title. Uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh hopping on a plane, you know, to, to go interview with the Minnesota Vikings. That doesn't help. You know, uh, replacing both coordinators doesn't help necessarily on the recruiting trail. But I think one of the bigger things, underrated things that 
was going wrong with that class is that it didn't have a quarterback one for guys to follow and kind of join up with. And two, they got off to that slow start because of a lot of those things we talked, I just mentioned. And guys don't want to join a class that, you know, isn't that impressive. And right now I think we're going to see potentially the opposite where now that they're getting off to a fast start on the recruiting trail, like I said, uh, Michigan up to nine commits. There's only two teams I think in the country with, more at this point so it's still very early on early stages of the class but if you get a guy like Jaden davis and and build this class out with some more elite prospects then other guys will want to hop on board and i think we're already seeing that with public comments out there from a lot of these guys it'd be a stunner if Jaden davis wasn't in this class i'll flat out say it you know and i defer obviously to to ej holland and zach libby the best in the business um, when it comes to this stuff and, uh, you know, Jay and EJ has been saying it all along, you know, he has no reason to change his pick. I, I would strongly, I would, I would even add to that and say, you know, um, it's only a matter of time here. So, uh, and they've been waiting on that, you know, and you need a guy like that. So people keep asking, well, so what's it mean for Bryce Underwood in 2025? I don't, you know what? You, you get across that bridge when you come to it. You need guys in every class, frankly. I remember the days when Michigan used to take three, four quarterbacks in a class, you know, and, and you cannot sit there and say, well, we're not going to take a quarterback in the class before you or after you the way that they did with Drew Henson back in the day, Shane Morris, you know, which was obviously a mistake. And uh, you've got to look out for the program. And uh, you know what? We I'll borrow a line from Jawan Howard when it comes to for competitors only. Uh, yeah, you, at some point you've got to tell a kid, you know what? There's always going to be competition at any school you go to. And if they tell you that there isn't, then they're full of shit. So um this is a big time program for big time players. Do you want to be here or don't you? And we're seeing guys starting to jump on board. So I think you will see Davis in this class. I think it'll be sooner than later. Yeah. I'm with you on Davis. I mean, just following the recruitment like we have, and it's, it's been reported as well as the best of anyone, uh, as far as I'm concerned on our sites end of things, but uh, it does just seem like it's a matter of time. Like you look for the other schools that are threats and I just don't, you don't hear about anyone else making the push for him like Michigan is. So um, I think we talked about this a little bit on our Monday show too. You know, when it comes to the debate of Jaden Davis or uh, Bryce Underwood, I, why not both? I mean, uh -huh. get them both in here. Um, objectively speaking, or just, you know, the little bit of evaluation that I've done, obviously far less than EJ and Zach, I think Underwood probably has a much higher ceiling and his uh, recruitment will probably be a little more high profile, but you know, my perspective on that, and it's not just a quarterback, it's about the running backs. You know, if they bring in two elite running backs, if they bring in, you know, three, four star receivers, if you're worried about the guy that comes in the year after you, there's the door, go hit the transfer portal. So, I mean, again, I, it's one of the, for me, it's, it's one of those iron sharpens iron type of situations. Um, I think what Michigan's shown, at least in terms of they do, I mean, Obviously, the recruiting is getting better, but I think what they've done, too, uh, a really nice job of in these last few classes that maybe haven't been as highly ranked is, you know, they get guys that are just wired the right way. And I think, it, you know, it, it takes a, a good, talented player to stay at the top, but you got to have the right mindset, too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, when we had this debate the other day, it was you know, a school again, Ohio State comes up again, but. They never have an issue stockpiling quarterbacks. Georgia never has an issue stockpiling quarterbacks. Alabama, Clemson, what have you. Uh, once you get on campus, remove the stars, compete, and if it doesn't work out for you, 
there's the door. That's that's where we're at now. So, uh, but I think that Michigan's in a really good spot here, especially now that there's a little more. I mean, when you see the, the development of JJ McCarthy and how his skill set was kind of retrofitted for what they wanted to do, and then expands within the confines of what they want to do, um, it's not hard to for me to imagine that there are other high-profile quarterbacks that can look at that and say, okay, well, you know what? I might not be playing in the air raid, but I'm going to get really good coaching. I'm never going to get hit, um, and we're going to win a hell of a lot of football games because that ultimately is what's going to put you on top of draft boards and things like that. Something we got to mention with the momentum with Jaden Davis, too, is Kirk Campbell, the impact he's made on the recruiting trail uh, as well. And, yeah, Jaden Davis right now, one of five, looking at the list here, one of five of the top 10 quarterbacks in the country still uncommitted. So about half of them have picked a spot. Alabama, Florida, Notre Dame, Auburn, Florida State, Georgia, and LSU are among the schools here who have quarterbacks. Not all those are top 10, obviously. Um, you know, So Michigan could hop on here and be one of the semi-early ones to have your quarterback and, and kind of lead you through the way here. But Notre Dame, uh, it's still funny to think C.J. Carr is not in, in college yet. Uh, but he's still committed there out of Ann Arbor, grandson of Lloyd Carr. Um, let's move on to NIL real quick, a couple of developments, and we'll get to hockey at the end. But before we do, we got to talk about our friends over at Prize Picks. It's still basketball season for some teams, 16 teams left. And uh, congrats to Wisconsin on making the NIT Final Four. Uh, but there is not a better way to enjoy watching your favorite team than by playing daily fantasy with our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the simplest form of real money daily fantasy sports and just pits you against the numbers. At Prize Picks, you aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available, whether you're, you're a fantasy sports nut or a casual fan looking to add some excitement to the games. Prize Picks is the perfect game for you. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and many more. Uh, it's the best way to have action on the game in states like Michigan, Kentucky, Alabama, Florida, Texas, Georgia, and over 70% of the United States. Price Picks is currently operational in over 30 states and Canada, but not Ontario. You simply select two to five players. Predict if they will go more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. Uh, this week, I got, and this game is going to tip off, uh, potentially maybe over by the time people are listening so they can check how I did. But uh, Marquise Noel, Kansas State point guard, I'm going to go less than 17 and a half points for him. I feel like he's kind of the focal point. Tom Izzo will try to take him out of the game. And then Joey Hauser, Michigan State forward. Also less than 14 and a half points. He's kind of been the X factor for them, but I feel like it's a good Kansas State defense and, um, you know, it seems a little bit high for him. But you guys got any picks uh, this week? Yeah, I like Hauser less than the 14 and a half as well. And I think A.J. Hogard is 13 and a half, if I'm not mistaken. I think he comes back down to earth. I'm going to go less than for him. And I think Kansas State wins this game tonight. He hopes Kansas State wins tonight. No, I didn't say that. I just said I think they will. <laughs> he so, doesn't have a dog uh, in the fight, maybe. No dog in this fight. Nope. Uh, I am on a cold streak on prize picks, so uh, a couple I have on the screen here. Uh, if you're watching the YouTube version, Tyson Walker, a New York New York guy, uh, Michigan State will be playing at Madison Square Garden. I'm going with more than 14.5 points for him. I think they kind of go as he goes uh, as far as this tournament is, consider, uh, is concerned. And then uh, Jaime Jaquez, who feels like he's on the Perry Ellis plan, 
feel like we've been talking about him in college for years. <laughs> I have less than 19 and a half points yeah. for him uh, in their showdown with Gonzaga on Thursday night. So a couple of Thursday night picks. Um, the chaos of opening weekend has has worn off, and now you know we're going to determine a Final Four over these next three or four days. So excited about it. For sure. Uh, so don't forget, that is the Prize Picks app. You can download that or visit prizepicks.com. Sign up using the code Wolverine to get an instant 100% bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. So if you deposit $100 to play with, Prize Picks will give you an extra $100. If you deposit $50, they will match. They'll give you $50. So get on board there uh, and hit us up with your picks as well. Maybe we'll trail some of them. Uh, maybe we'll fade some of them. Uh, <laughs> so... Thank you to Prize Picks, our great sponsor. Um, NIL and then hockey to close us out. Michigan, um, you know, I feel like there's always something going on in the NIL world, and, and it's kind of the case with so many schools around the country. You have fans complaining about it. You have fans losing a recruit, saying it's because of NIL, whatever. It obviously has a huge factor. It has there's so much at stake here when it comes to that. Michigan uh, having a pep rally before the spring game next weekend. Um, that will be benefiting some of the student athletes, over 180 of them from 10 different teams. Jim Harbaugh making an appearance, doing his best, and you continue to hear about just how involved he is with with trying to get things forward. But uh, just kind of CB, I'll throw it to you first. I mean, just on NIL and, and recent developments. Yeah, there was a meeting on Monday uh, that involved the AD, the president, the regents, the coaches. The coaches are still wondering, you know, where's the support? And, you know, things are trending. But, you know, there's this big deal with William Morris Endeavor that they're waiting for with one of the collectives that was supposed to have been done weeks ago. Still not there. Um, that's disappointing. You've got some of these boosters that are saying, man, where is my help? You know, I can't do this by myself. So uh, putting out the call for help, they still need some more direction and really more guys on board uh, where they're being told, you know, what to do and where to put their money. Uh, it's not, doesn't need to be a competition with development. Development's going to get their money. You know, they've already shown that they, they can both coexist. You can give money for a scoreboard and you can give money to players, but you know what? You aren't going to have people to see the scoreboard if you don't provide some NIA help for your players. So that's really where it needs to start. And that's what people think some people aren't grasping. So, but they're getting there. Uh, it's supposed to be another collective rolling out at the end of this month, a nonprofit, which would be, um, you know, we are hearing some big donors are behind, which is good news. And I know some of the people involved and I've talked to them and I am very optimistic about that. So uh, these are people who have put in their time and their efforts, some people who are retired, uh, and hopefully they'll get their shit out, shout out, and they'll get their due here down the road for it because um, these people are busting their butts, doing jobs that really aren't theirs to do, but to make sure that Michigan's in a good place. Yeah, I mean, the uh, the efforts uh, continue to, to go. The, the wheels turn behind the scenes, kind of spin at the wheels spin at times, but been slow progress i think the important thing to note and uh it's not intended as an infomercial but it was announced today um the the spring game pep rally uh people always ask about you know how can i how can i be you know the lay person how am i you know how can i help with nil uh it sounds like they're gonna clayton you can you can i'm teeing you up to to talk about that here obviously but um you know come out to the you know come to the events go to the m den for the signings go to these pep rally things that's I think the easiest way, if you're, uh, you know, a blue, you know, blue collar people like ourselves, I don't know if that's, is that what we can be considered? I don't know. 
Absolutely. Uh, but we don't we don't have as deep pockets as uh, nearly as deep as pockets of uh, Clayton might. I'm not sure, but um, <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, support those types of events. If you're someone that uh, is looking to, I guess, participate or it's, you know, every little bit, it feels like a, the Jerry's kids telethon, but every little bit helps. For sure. This is how deep my pockets are. I just got a text that we are on a list to get in for free. And I was celebrating that we don't have to pay the 30 bucks. We'll be covering it and promoting it in our own way. So we're not, we're not trying to get off uh, here. So that's how deep my pockets are, but yeah, 12 to three at Chrysler center before the spring game. So they push back the spring game or I don't know why, but you know, potentially BTN or whatever uh, to three and hopefully it's a nice day, but we'll be indoors, I guess, beforehand at, at Chrysler and, uh, checking that out, Valiant Management, Champion Circle Collective, running that thing. Chris Alou broke uh, over on Inside the Fort, and then uh, they just announced it today. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's a way to to get these these kids paid. And like I mentioned, I mean, Jim Harbaugh wanting to get involved. John Jansen's going to be involved. Jake Butt will be involved. They're doing a chalk talk uh, there. So it should be, should be fun. And uh, I'm excited for the spring game. See a glimpse of this team and – and kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, you see some people you haven't seen in a while, that sort of thing, and just to have Michigan football back. But uh, any other thoughts, NIL, spring game, all that sort of stuff before we move on to hockey? Um, no, I think that's good, man. I'm excited. <laughs> so, I'm it's crazy. It's in a week. Yep. Or, you know, yeah. I'm, it, I'm, it's, you know what? And that's good. You know, it gives us more time to write the football preview. Um, I'm excited about it. So let's talk some hockey, man, because I'm excited about this. I want to go to Tampa. Uh, last year, my my Allegiant flight was canceled on the morning of my flight to Boston. So thank you, Allegiant. I will never fly with you again. Thank you for the hour and a half's notice as I was on the way to the airport. So, um, yeah. yeah, but that's, you know what? It was 99 bucks and it was too good to be true. And I knew it when I booked it. You know, I got my credential. I was like, I mean, they're going to die or my flight's going to get canceled. So I guess I should be lucky, you know, uh, with all due respect. Um, so, uh, but anyway, uh, this time I'm flying Delta down to Tampa. So they got to take care of business down there. I'm excited about it. For sure. Um, so yeah, Michigan against Colgate first round on Friday, I believe it'd be Sunday night for the second round, probably against Penn state who's hosting out in Allentown, uh, weird site for it i've seen a lot of people complaining about that because a lot of michigan fans want to go watch this team that's a tough place to get to but michigan the number three overall seed number one seed um it's four number ones and you know coming off a big 10 tournament championship last weekend chris how are the boys playing and what are your expectations for this weekend it couldn't be better right you go to minnesota and it was no fluke you know there there are games where you know you can win four to three and be outshot 40 to 17. Michigan took the fight to Minnesota for the majority of that game. I thought it was called pretty well, you know, penalty wise. Um, and they got good goaltending and that's what it's going to take. Eric Portillo has got to play like that for the entire tournament. If they're going to win a national championship, guys with teams with hot goaltenders, fellas are often the ones that win these things. Remember Marty Turco, 1996, 1998, back in the day. Uh, so that to me is exciting. The way they're playing now with this young talent, one of the youngest teams in the country, but they're gelling at the right time. And I've got a good feeling, fellas. I like the Brandon Narado, who, you know, should have had the interim tag taken off a long time ago and and will eventually. 
I love the way he coaches. Uh, hearing some NHL interest in him now, by the way, <laughs> so which is a little scary. But uh, so every coach him. is going to go. I know. So let's no. Let's lock him up. I'm just saying there's interest. I'm not saying he's interested. He wants to be the Michigan coach. So let's get sure. it done. Yeah. And. But, uh, you know, Luke Hughes, they've got the star power, but they've got the grinders too, guys. And uh, this is a really well-constructed team. And, again, if they get the goaltending, I think they get out of the region. I think they have a good chance to win it all. Yeah, they're still overdue to win it all too. Mm -hmm. I mean, the talent that flows through that program. uh, We've talked about this. It was either on here or um, maybe in one of the Thursday chats. But when you look at Michigan hockey as a program, it's the one sport – at least again, I can't speak knowledgeably on all the other sports, but it's the, the one sport of like the big three or four at the school where the talent they bring in relative to the rest of the sport is just, um, it's insane. I mean, they, there's no reason that, you know, I I can't say there's no reason hockey is, is so random and and who wins and, uh, games can be decided off of a penalty call. It could be decided off of something, a goal bouncing off someone's skate. Like hockey's just fickle like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like the makeup of this team. I like the job that Narado has done. Um, it does seem kind of wild that uh, that he, they played the entire year with him having that tag on him. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's it's they're they're so overdue. I don't know how else to put it. I mean, I can't I can't speak knowledgeably other than you know you you watch these big games that they play and when they're televised, it's tough to to follow all of them, but. And you just you look at all the talent. They put the lines out before every game, and all of these guys have these NHL team logos next to their name. It's uh, it's insane. And like I said, I like the makeup of this group. I, I think that the leadership uh, is obviously in a much better place than it's been over the last few years. Everyone seems to be uh, on the same on the same wavelength there. So I'm excited to watch them. I'll be locked into them this weekend. Same here. Uh, and Fantilli is a finalist for. Player of the year, he was Big Ten Freshman of the Year, uh, I believe, and maybe National Freshman of the Year, but he's also finalist for Overall Player of the Year. Um, and on Naredo, I, I did want to read a couple of his comments from earlier this week because he does want to be here, as you said. Um, and it's just, I mean, the fact that there could be a potential dance with, like, the NHL is just exhausting. I'm glad I don't oh, cover man. them that closely. But um, he says, for where my family's at, what my what Michigan means to me, I'd love to be here for a long time before the next one believe he means you know the next job there he said i wouldn't coach college hockey if it wasn't here i wouldn't coach college hockey so you know he wants to be here he's done a great job and by the way even with that interim tag they're recruiting at a high level i think just a couple days ago they got another elite recruit which is is crazy and he said also uh in his presser the other day that michigan recruits itself so he kind of you know was but he deserves some credit there oh yeah he's doing with that interim tag for sure Yep. Amazing. uh, Yep. It's It's, the deal. Small. I'm not going to go on a ramp because we've done this a few times, but it gets kind of annoying that your good coaches have to do a dance with someone else to get the respect they deserve from the university. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, I mean, we, we, we do these episodes where we do these mini rants on NIL. We do them where we do the mini rants on coaches, not having the support. It's so tiresome. Um, Take care of people who are good at their jobs. End of discussion. 100%. Definitely. Michigan has the nation's top scoring offense. We'll see if Portillo can get hot, as CB, you said, and uh, maybe ride it to a national championship. But I hope, uh, for your sake, that you're heading down to Tampa next week and uh, to uh, cover and watch Michigan hockey for the next couple weeks because basketball is done, man. 
Hockey's what we got. Gymnastics doing well. Lots of other sports, but uh, but hockey definitely draws the interest from a lot of the Michigan fans. So we'll keep an eye on them as things go forward. Make sure to join us at thewolverine.com. We got twenty nine ninety nine gets you premium access all the way through August thirty first. So that'll take you right into that first game of the season. May need you to renew uh, mid game week there, but I think nobody will have a problem doing that. Uh, with what we're planning for this coming football season. Like the video, hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Appreciate you for doing that, and we will see everyone next time.